0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630-CHED. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630-CHED. It is 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Scott with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu. And a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. Without further ado, we are pleased to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Sportsnet spec joined us at between 1 and We had Ron Lowe the former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers talking a bit about 9-11. Tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Ron was coaching the New York Rangers when that occurred. I think Jack Michaels had just gone to Alaska or maybe he was there a year. You know what? We're going to find out right here, right now. From NHL Hockey and Rogers in the Oilers Radio Network, we welcome back to the show Jack Michaels. Jack, how are you doing?
1: good bob and if i may add my own recommendation order it well done and uh, you get the crisp crust that way and i gotta be honest with you it's uh i i'm not a regular royal pizza guy got one the other night ordered it well done and it was fantastic you wolfed it down and but like, you, but you're the guy that gets
0: you you like double baked chicken wings
1: too I do. I like the extra crispy is what I do. Double yeah. bakes, I don't know where you got that term. You might be double baked, but in any event, uh, I, you know what? <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. you didn't like me calling you double baked? Of
0: That's the two crazy. of us, who would be more likely to be baked? <laughs> Well, street legal now. So, in yes. any event. Yes. In any event. All right, uh, Jack, where were you 20 years ago uh when 911 happened?
1: Last year in Colorado Springs. In fact, uh as you know, Colorado Springs is the home of NORAD and there were rumors swirling that the president was on his way uh you know, into the mountain where where NORAD is you know, for safekeeping. And then they ended up diverting him probably because the rumors were swirling, that that's where they were, he was headed. So, uh, I was in uh, Colorado Springs. It, it's a military town, as you know, much like Anchorage is a military town. So heavy military presence. I still have a home there. We ran out to the military. So, uh, definitely felt it uh, in more ways than one as an American, uh, had, um, both my wife and I, uh, had, uh, College friends who, uh, unfortunately, were among those killed wow. in in uh, the towers that particular day. You can find them on the on the memorial, which I have done when we've stayed in Battery Park, as you know, a stone's throw from the nine eleven memorial. And you know, it's 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 actually. I, I was thinking about it because I knew you'd you'd be asking me about it today. It, it was one of those perspective things and now you know unfortunately 20 years later we've got another one you know with, with the pandemic and a uh, different set of circumstances and obviously uh, not the sense of evil uh, involved in this one if if you're in a certain camp anyways right. but uh, nevertheless a, a reminder that uh, the world that, that we kind of freely operate in and out of Uh, every once in a while has reminders for us of of what can be lost uh, if things get away from us a little bit. And and that was certainly uh, on my mind that day. I was driving to work, uh, arrived at work. We were sent home probably a half hour into work and uh you know it was it was an eerie time it was uh it was a very strange time i then flew to a wedding uh four or five days later and remains uh one of the most odd experiences of my life uh literally the only one uh you know the only one you know the only ones in the airport uh there were seven people on a flight uh, that we took from denver to cleveland for a wedding and uh just you know never forget how how eerie that whole day was the only people in the airport were really uh those officers and those military uh with who were fully loaded uh, and 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 you so so you saw more weapons than you saw people that particular day in the airport. I think we flew to the wedding on September
0: the fourteenth. Well, even in Canada, uh, Jack, I can tell you, like I was doing Golden Bears football play by play, and our game in UBC in Vancouver got delayed a day, and it was about two and a half hours for security in Canada, just to fly in the country. Um, But the one thing I would like to get a thought from you on, I mean, at times, and we've joked about this back and forth over the course of our relationship over the last, what's it now, 12 years that we've been stuck together? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, there's moments of what I consider a little bit of fake jingoistic pride, and I I think of, uh, you know, like when the U.S., uh, when the Dream Team's pounding Angola by 60 points and the crowd's chanting, USA, USA, (laughs) like, uh, that's Granted, it wasn't in the United States, but it, there, you know, there was obviously American fans there from other sports in the Olympics, and but I, the sense I got with 9/11, and you would be able to give us a better perspective on it, listen, any, you know, than uh, lots of people out there because you are American, was it was real on the heels of that, that it was an opportunity for a country to grieve together, but also come together as well.
1: Yeah, I, I think all that is true. I, I think again, it was uh, you know a nerve wracking time because uh, you know cell phones weren't what they were uh, weren't they are weren't then what they are now. Uh, I think pretty much everyone's cell phone in that area was down that day. I know I was trying to uh, you know I have some buddies in New York City that I was trying to account for, and um, you know I, again it was. I, there, there are days where you feel American. There are days when you you feel Canadian. I mean, obviously, uh, you know I, I experience some of the same things living in Canada you know with events that ordinarily wouldn't necessarily move the needle that much in in America uh, you know the the recent women's world hockey championships uh, the women's you know olympic soccer game in, in in the you know in the states when the US wins one of those events it it's kind of a blip on a on a grander scale i mean as you know bob if we're in the states uh, you know watching sports center you know you're going to see 12 football and baseball highlights before you're going to See? you know, women's gold medal game, you know, that, that's just the way it, that's just the yeah. way it goes. That's the way it's ordered in the country. So I, I do think Canadians and Americans have more in common than they do, uh, you know, in, in terms of being different from one another in that th- there are moments where, you know, you you remember where you were born and you remember what nationality you are. I, I don't think we carry that flag around on our shoulders, you know, every single day, but there are certain, you know, moments throughout the year and certain times during, the year, and this has become one of those times. And uh, you know, there's there's not a day where I, you know, around this time of year, uh, every year, you know, I, I you know, I'll, I'll I'll think of Mark Connelly, and my wife will think of Colleen Sapinski. Uh, you know, will remember that. Um, you know, in a way that I suppose. You know anyone who's who's loved a loved one in a in an untimely tra- tragedy and a you know, in a in a major scale. I mean that you just remember them. And I remember them differently than than relatives or family loss because it, it was the whole country and I happen to have a personal connection to it. I mean I, I spent a lot of time in New York City, as you know. I've I've got family and friends who live in and around there. And uh, you know, that was that was my country, my city to some extent uh being attacked i went to i went to college in the state of new york again not in new york city but there was a connection there i you know there were there were late night drives to new york city when i was in college so you know you you feel that and and again i think i think canadians can, can empathize with that because our North American culture dictates that every once in a while, uh, we're reminded of, of who we are and where we're from.
0: Yeah. Well, I, uh, well stated, Jack, I, I've, I've thought a lot over the last 16 months that there sure seems to be a lot of people that hate the way, uh, Western democracies work. And I, I find that quite disappointed. So, uh, uh, well stated by you. Uh, and just to, just so everybody's aware of what happens when we go to New York, um, uh, Often in several other markets, Jack will say, all right, uh, 7 o'clock dinner, right? And But when we go to New York City, Jack looks at me and goes, you're on your own, buddy because <laughs> i got to see my friends for the next three days. So. so I'm looking forward, if we are able to travel this year, Jack, that uh, I've got Cam Moon, so I've got a guy to babysit me as well when we go in New York as well. By the way, uh, Phil, the San Jose Sharks fan, has texted us. He says, Bob, I bet Jack's Ithaca College Bombers could give... Powerhouse Mercer, who are 53 and a half point underdogs against Alabama, are run for the money. Can you confirm or deny that, Jack? Would Ithaca College beat Mercer?
1: <laughs> I, I don't think so. 25 years ago, maybe. I, I think, Bob, to be honest with you, the gap between NCAA Division One, you know, the, the, the real also Rams in NCAA Division One, and the powers in Division Three, I think it's actually widened over the last 25 years. Uh, mm-hmm. There were some athletes uh you know when when I was going to university that that had an exact you know actually pursued uh you know careers in pro football those are those are few and far between i think you saw last night if you were watching Dallas as an offensive tackle from Hobart which is which is right next door to to ithaca college but i i would still take mercer i i i would have to i would have to take mercer by maybe a touchdown in that matchup twenty five years ago i think you're uh i think you're caller and our
0: friend and listener is bang on. Yeah, uh, and I do think Mercer's going to cover the 53.5 point spread uh, against uh, against Bama. Uh, Jack, uh, today the Calgary Flames signed Erica Branson. They, oh, by the way, they also signed Michael Stone. I know that they're... Uh, I can think of an organization that was looking for a depth right shot defenseman on a two-way with a guarantee, and Stone would have made sense filling uh, that role maybe here at Edmonton. But uh, good Branson now joins uh, Milan Lucic, Brett Ritchie, and Matthew Kachuk in Calgary. That's a tough team. Should the Oilers be concerned about that at all?
1: I don't think so. I, I think Edmonton. Uh, I think Edmonton for the most part has enough, you know, grit in their lineup. I, I think grit's only going to take you so far. I think. I think those players could come into play uh, for Calgary should they get into the postseason. Uh, but they've got to get there first, and i you know i'm not sure all is right down in calgary i'm not gonna I'm not gonna pencil you know Edmonton in to just you know breezing uh to the playoffs without any sort of adversity but uh I feel you know I would feel a lot more comfortable uh with Edmonton's roster than Calgary's right now and I get it there's there's certainly a place for Eric and Branson in the game you and I have talked about it I mean he's he's a guy whose presence uh you know when he's been unavailable to teams that the Oilers have played it's made a difference in their lineup I, I but I again is he a difference maker over 82 games he's a guy he's he's a he's a defenseman uh he's an nhl defenseman but i think over the course of an 82 game season he's not much more than that i i think where where guys like Goodbranson can pay off for you is in the playoffs when you start getting guys banged up and you've got Goodbranson still standing he becomes much more valuable than he might be on a Friday night
0: in January. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys out there just in free agency that have got any. I mean, I, there's one guy I can think of, and that's Max McCormick. Uh, is, well, Haley's out there, but he's 35 now. I, I don't know if Mike, I'm, I'm just thinking if you're looking, you could probably get McCormick on a two way deal. That's the guy that Darnell Nurse fought in Ottawa a number of years ago. Uh, one more Oilers specific. Be
1: able to play, I mean, I I think one of the underrated aspects, Bob, and I'll just make a quick point about you know about Zach Hyman is that's a lot of skill in your lineup, but that's also a lot of grease. That's also yeah. a guy that's that that can take a lot of punishment and and thrives on it. That that's one of those guys that's kind of made of iron. A guy that you know, knock on wood, you know, doesn't get hurt despite playing fearless hockey and, and taking a lot of punishment to collect the points he does. So there's there's different ways to skin that cat bob and i i think for the oilers their grease on the roster also comes a lot of skill you mentioned darnell nurse i mean there's a guy who can muck it up with the best of them don't want to fight also got the skill to you know put up 15 goals in can't be points. fighting
0: can't be fighting that's the thing right. with...
1: no he can't be fighting but he can be a physical presence it doesn't always have to be
0: fighting sure Yep. No, that's fair. All right. Very quickly, because uh, we're, we're going to hit on two more things, but one more letter specific. I I would prefer if Cotter Yamamoto was here. Um, You know, it doesn't have arbitration rights. I get it. The agent's got to negotiate the deal. But, Jack, all those other top six guys are in town already. They're already skating. And, uh, you know, Ethan Baer got ahead of a, a bunch of other guys on defense a couple of years ago. Only got one chance to make a first impression. That's what Bear did with Dave Tippett and, you know, killed it during the course of the 1920 season. And then a year later, you know, was a late signing and was behind the eight ball out of the gate. Quick thought on that regarding Yamamoto.
1: Well, I think any time you get hurt or you're held up in contract negotiations, it can have an impact, you know, on your year. I mean, not too long ago, guys like Jordan Eberley and Sam Gagne got banged up in the preseason and, and never really recovered. As I recall – didn't Sam Gagne have his best year, and then he broke his jaw in the preseason and wasn't able to really kind of catapult off a real good uh, you know year in the in the lockout shortened campaign of of 12-13. And and same with same with contract issues, it can have. It can have a, a bit of a negative impact. On the other hand, it can also push a guy like Zach Cassian, who, you know, I, Bob, I think you've made the point on your show a couple of times, but but if not, I'll make it for you. I, I don't think Zach Cassian is conceding anything. I think yeah, Zach Cassian still feels like he's got some talks, top six minutes ahead of him rather than behind him. Uh, I know he's embarking on the second half of his career, but I, I still feel like. He believes he can play with, you know, Connor McDavid just as well as anybody. And, you know, and, and if not, then maybe he plays the Leon Drysaddle. But he's been McDavid's running mate before, and I think he feels like there's still minutes for him out there as well. So even if Yamamoto was here, I don't think he can concede anything. The one area that, that I looked at when the Oilers, you know, constructed this team is I did feel like there might be some movement in the top six. And I'm not picking on Kyler Yamamoto, but the bottom line is is he was underwhelming in the second half of last Last season, so you know, is he somewhere between the player he was in the second half of of nineteen twenty and and twenty twenty one? Probably, but we got to see it. You know, he's got some proving still to do, Bob. In my opinion, and uh, I think Zach Cassian, and this is where. You know Cassian has something you know on his shoulder a little bit in terms of a chip is I believe he feels like he's got to prove himself all over again that he could be a top six player. I feel like he believes he's been phased out a little bit and like like I said, I think he still feels like he's got some of his best hockey ahead of him.
0: Alright, and we want to just do a shout out right now at this time, Jack. Uh, it's the first annual golf classic in support of the Special Olympics uh, in Edmonton. It's presented by Volvo of Edmonton. That's uh, Mike Duff and Mike Norris and the gang at Volvo. It's going to take place uh, a week uh, from Monday. That's Monday, September 20th at Blackhawk. There's still a few spots available. Obviously, it's uh, uh, for a great cause. It includes a breakfast and a to dinner, loads of food and drink, uh, uh, courses and activities on the course as well, and most importantly, many Special Olympics athletes will be at the event to uh, visit with golfers and sponsors. Again, I got a couple spots left. Special Olympics Edmonton is dedicated to enriching the lives of athletes with intellectual disabilities by offering them sport and social outings, which greatly enhances the lives of the athletes. It's a great cause. Uh, people can get involved at Triple W Special Olympics edmonton.ca and, uh, and and Jack I know you're going to be a part of this you know Mike quite well it should be a fun event coming up a week uh, from Monday and
1: I know you're not a big DM guy, but for this particular event, you and I are inviting DMs to our Twitter account. Uh, if if you need, you know, information in terms of how to register or how to become part of the golfing force, go ahead and DM Bob and I. And I promise you, for this
0: one event, Bob will answer your DMs. All right, Jack. Have a good weekend. We'll see you. Uh, are we? When are we doing the uh, the uh, the, uh, the thing on uh, our, our first get together? With uh, the new staff over at OEG, is that Monday or Tuesday? I think it's Monday. All right. Although you're... I better check my calendar to get that right. And
1: if I, you know if I don't get it right, I know you'll be calling me in a panic, anyways. But yes, we've got that. And then you and I are going to be uh, are going to be streaming the rookie game on Oilers TV. Okay. A week from tomorrow, so that'll be uh, Oilers rookies
0: against the Calgary
1: rookies at Rogers.
0: I-, I just found that out. That's great to know. Thank you very much, Jack. Cheers, pal. Cheers. 153 in Edmonton as we go to uh, this day in Oilers history for New S Travel. In a couple weeks' time, uh, September 17th, a week's time, you can uh, travel on our private WestJet chart, a round trip to Vancouver. Open bar, just 199 Details at NewSTravel.com. And, again, travel permitted. Uh, we are likely to have two upcoming trips this year with Dennis and Jason Laliberti and New S Travel. Stay tuned on that front. We'll try to keep you available. I remember this this event well um, because when it got signed, it was announced on a show called Oilers Lunch. Here's Brendan Escott. In 2009, the Oilers signed free agent forward Mike Comrie to a
1: one-year deal worth $1.125 million after six seasons away from Edmonton. In his first action back in Copper and Blue, he assisted on all four goals in a 4-0 preseason win over Florida, but then missed a big chunk of that season with Mono and was not re-signed.
0: Uh, yeah, he was married to Hillary Duff that year as well. Uh, that's another thing that I remember. That's uh, this day in history brought to you by New West Travel. Uh, again on uh, next Friday, you can uh, jump aboard the bird—a private WestJet charter round trip to Vancouver, open bar, just one ninety nine. Details at newsttravel Also, this day in history. I just want to mention special shout out—one of my favorite people that we've gotten over the last several years. It's been a great guest on our show, uh, uh, dealing uh, with his own. Uh, personal uh, family tragedy, Chris Joseph, uh, Oilers alumni, uh, turns the age of 52 today. Of course, he lost his son, Jackson, as part of the Humboldt uh, bus tragedy. Uh, a few seasons ago, I saw Chris down in uh, Red Deer, and he was uh, pure gold. Great guy to deal with. Reed, Reed Wilkins has inside sports night, 6-8. Obviously, we've got the rematch coming up. Uh, Battle of Alberta CFL between the Edmonton Elks and the Stamps on Saturday. It's going to be part of the show today. Is that right, Brendan? You betcha. You'll hear from uh, Dave Campbell, as well as Eddie Steele from the broadcast team, and former Stampeder defense, uh,
1: defensive end and color analyst uh, in, on News Talk 770 in Calgary, Greg peterson as well
0: all right uh i believe greg peterson uh was a defensive back uh, at brigham young university I'm pretty sure that's where he played up next the global news weather traffic update with eileen bell followed by rob Breckenridge from two to three and then the six thirty 30 chat afternoons with uh, Jaylen Knight. everybody have a wonderful weekend back at you on monday guests will include uh, oiler's assistant gm keith kretzky to set up rookie camp and john shannon so long everybody